G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Joining me on the line right now is a couple of blokes that have started a new band called Finding Faith. Many of you would have heard of Andrew Tenney from the band Human Nature. He's uh, launched out and launched this new CD with his good buddy, worship pastor Timothy Dunfield, originally from Canada. How you doing, guys? Oh, we're fantastic. Yeah, we're really having well. us on the show. <laughs> it's great to hear from you guys. Let's uh, hear from Andrew first. So, mate, uh, how many years were you with? Uh, have you been with Human Nature now? We're about to celebrate our 28th birthday together. So, in November, it'll be um, actually no, probably 29 years. So, yeah, it's quite a quite an inning so far, and we're still going strong. Still, um, you know, I actually did a show with them on Saturday night before Tim and I flew out to Australia, and. Um, yeah, the guys are great. They're um, all doing well and um, beautiful families and, you know, supportive of what Tim and I are doing as well. So it's great. Fantastic. Well, I want to find out a bit more about Finding Faith shortly, but tell me a bit of your story, mate. How did you first start getting into Christian music? Well, I've had, always had faith in my life. My, my parents brought me up going to church, um, a Catholic church, as we were growing up. And um, I'd have to say I, I never really um, I never really pressed into my faith, I suppose. I was more kind of a an observer rather than a practicer and I um but I've always it's always been there so I'm incredibly thankful for that and but as far as music I guess my experience with with um with faith music has more been hymns and uh more traditional kind of songs and it wasn't until I went to the states that I got more exposed to contemporary worship music and um and which is bizarre I mean one of the 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 four forerunners of contemporary worship music is Hillsong you know which we we're proud to call Australian, but um, I'd, I'd never attended a Hillsong church when I was in Australia. I, um, it was more the traditional church uh, that I'd gone to. And then I, I just found, you know, as I was going to church, seeing these songs like Chris Tomlin and, and Matt Maher and, and Phil Wickham and, and these great songwriters' songs that I I felt as a songwriter, I wanted to start writing those songs myself, bizarrely. You know, it's, it's, um, just as a musician, I kind of felt drawn to that. And so that's been my my journey with with contemporary Christian music, and which is very different to Tim because he's kind of grown up in North America and, and had it part of his life. But I I didn't discover it till the last ten years. And uh, let's hear a bit of your story, Tim. So tell us, you're from Canada originally. How did you find your way over to the states? Yeah, so I'm from Canada originally, and then I actually grew up in Hong Kong and Singapore. My parents were uh, missionaries over there, so I kind of had this gypsy lifestyle and. Uh, when I, uh, in my mid-20s, I rediscovered my faith and became a pastor and uh, got a chance to go to Las Vegas and uh, work in a church down there. And, of course, 
Las Vegas just seemed like the very the right place to be uh, to plant a church. And and so Andrew and I just we met in church and we started writing new songs together. But I had uh, I had had uh, worship music and that as part of my life ever since uh, probably the the mid '90s. I had attended a, a large church in Chicago called Willow Creek, and just the first Sunday I went there, um, uh, Hillsong were leading worship there. And so I had gotten connected uh, without even knowing Hillsong were Australian or anything. Kind of one of my first experiences with really good contemporary Christian music was was through Hillsong. That's a great connection. And uh, Timothy, I'm curious to know, so when you first met Andrew and you started songwriting with him then, did you know he was in like, you know, one of the most successful Australian bands ever? Did you know his background? I had no idea. I was, so I was the worship pastor at a church and, and one day Andrew came up to me after the service and I had I'd never seen him before. He, he kind of was coming to our church, but just sort of sitting in the back. And he came up to me after the service one day and he said, I'd, I'd really like to, um, you know, be part of the team. And I, you know, said, well, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a singer. And I said, well, you'd have to audition and <laughs> go through an interview process. And so for his, his audition, he sent me some links to human nature. And of course, people are always sending the worship pastor links to themselves on YouTube, and they're, they're generally quite terrible. <laughs> and so a, a couple of days later, I, <laughs> a couple of days later, I went and, and actually said, okay, I might as well listen to these links and see if this guy's any good. And I, I heard human nature and kind of, got lost for the day kind of researching their catalog and their background and <laughs> saw all the great boy band stuff and the great hairstyles and the sleeveless <laughs> shirts and, <laughs> and that whole thing. But, you know, out of that was just this, uh, you know, this realization that, you know, here was a guy who was a fantastic musician, has a fantastic voice, and was wanting to just use that gift in the church. And, and so even when we started to write songs together, uh, you know, we had no intention of, or no plan to, oh, Andrew's got this great, you know, successful platform, like, let's use this. It was just two mates kind of sitting in a basement writing songs together the way you do kind of in high school and just rediscovering and, and loving uh, the songwriting process and, and how our faith fit into that. No, well, that's great, and it's wonderful to hear. I mean, you've been on Sunrise on Channel 7 already. You've, you know, you're getting on radio stations everywhere. God's going to use this platform for His glory, which is so good. Um, let's just jump back to Andrew. So I'd love to know a bit about the heart behind the first single, Good Hands. Tell us about that song, mate. Well, I think for me, um, you know, where I am in, in, in my life right now, I, I, the lyric of that song is very true to me. You know, I, I've kind of, I feel like I've had a very blessed life. Um, I may not always have owed those blessings to God um, or kind of, you know, sought Him um, intentionally all the time through, but, you know, where I am now, and I, I'm much more of a, much more in, in, in touch with my faith and my belief, and, um, but I look back through my whole life, and I'd, I'd seriously know now that I have always been in good hands. And so that is what this song speaks to. It's like whether you look back, you look into today, or, or you look forward to tomorrow, as, as, as people with faith in our lives, we know that we're always going to be in his good hands. And so this lyric, that was what I was writing about with a, a song. The verse, you know, I'll never walk alone, I'm in good hands, was, was kind of the, the lyric I was writing. And then... Just bizarrely, I, I didn't even know this, but Tim was going through a, you know, a career kind of uh, speed bump in his life where he was um, no longer at one church and kind of wondering where things were going to go. And he was um, just called me, said, I, I've got this lyric I've been, 
I can't get out of my head. It was like the hands that hold the world hold my heart. The hands that heal the world heal my heart. And that, that lyric is kind of something I'm leaning into at the moment. And I thought it was bizarre that we're both writing a song about, you know, the metaphor of God's hands. And so um, we just kept that song idea in, in, in the pile. And then we got to work with Dean Usher, who's a Hillsong writer. And we just told him that these two song ideas we had bubbling along and he said I, I can't wait to write that song with you guys it's going to be really special and you know we um it, it basically wrote itself when we got together it just really it just came together so effortlessly and it's one of the songs we didn't once we'd written it we didn't even have to touch it you know it kind of a lot of other songs we've had to rework verses and, and bridges and choruses just to make them the best version of themselves but good hands kind of came out as great as it is today kind of um in the first writing so it's that's a pretty special song, we think. We're loving the new single. That's so good. And the other one that I, I, uh, I first saw this on Facebook a few weeks ago, uh, Cornerstone, I remember looking at the video of it and thinking, isn't that the dude from Human Nature? That's how I first found out about uh, your band. <laughs> uh, so tell us a bit about uh, why you love that song, Cornerstone, so much. Well, Cornerstone was one of those songs that, you know, I've been leading for years in church and uh, just loved the song and, and just thought it was a fantastic song and, uh, you know, Andrew had gotten connected with Hillsong uh, on one of his trips back here to Australia, and they said, well, you know, we're going to be on tour in the States. Why don't you, you know, come to one of our shows when we're in Las Vegas? So he had gone to, to one of their shows uh, at the, I think, the Orleans or something yeah. uh, theater. And so he was, you know, in the crowd listening to the, you know, lead worship and with these thousands of people, and, and they got to the song Cornerstone, and it just was this this instant worship moment happened in this huge stadium in in the middle of las vegas and and andrew kind of came back to me and was like that's an amazing song and and i thought i've always thought it was an amazing song and so we were talking with uh steve and nathan some of our our mates here from uh, shout publishing uh hillsong and they were like that's a you know you should think about covering that song maybe on on the album and so we began to play around with it and and just you know realized what a great song it was and added some of our own little hooks to it and it just became you know, one of the songs we just love to perform. Mm. Well, it's a great version you've done, and I also love the version of the Van Morrison song, If I Ever Needed Someone. Tell us why you chose to cover that one. Yeah, it's an amazing song, and I guess for me, you know, I've kind of lived, my major part of my career has been in, you know, just normal pop, secular music, and I just started doing research about seeing, you know, great writers and artists across time who have have not have not been known to be Christian artists, but have drawn on their drawn on their faith for songwriting, and um, you know I was I was just surprised to see how many artists have done that. You know, from and so many iconic writers as far as you know Bob Dylan, uh, you know Van Morrison, uh, Bono, um, you know even Prince and Michael Jackson, all these these iconic artists have drawn on their faith to write great songs, and um, I just wanted to kind of as us as finding faith, I felt it was it was kind of cool to to just highlight that, you know, that it's not it's not a weird journey an artist will go on to kind of to draw on their faith to express their music, you know. So I kind of wanted to feel that that was something we could highlight to people, you know. So it just made it more more normal than um, and so and just the song I didn't even I'd never even heard this song before, but just loved it and felt like it was a classic that needed to be sung mm-hmm. again. Yeah. 
And I'm just curious for you guys, you're obviously busy, you, you know, you're writing songs, you're traveling, you're performing and that kind of thing. Um, let, let's start with Andrew. Tell us a bit about your personal walk with God. What do you do, like do daily devotions or read the Bible every day? What, what do you do to have your time with God every day? One thing I, I really cherish is my wife and I, before we go to bed, we read a devotional. And, you know, a version Bible's basically been, I think it's one of the greatest apps ever invented. Um, it just puts the Bible in your hand every single day, you know. Um, and it's an amazing tool, I think, for, for as a believer to just always have it there. You know, you, you can go to the Bible as quickly as you can go to Instagram, which, mm. is, which is a great thing. So we always do that at night. And I, I try as, as I can every morning to, um, to you know, just have a personal prayer moment before I check my phone or before I, um, before I get on with my world day because I just feel it's important to, you know, that there are two things that I always go to, and um, you know, just my, my prayer life has become much more real and, and rich as I've, I've lent into it. You know, it's it's like I've dealt with anxieties in my life, I've dealt with with struggles in my life, and to know that I've got a personal relationship with God that I can speak to Him right now, or in a minute from now, or, or whenever, is so reassuring to me that I um, I, I keep. I press into that every day, you know, and it's kind of something that I, I cherish. Fantastic. And what about you, Timothy? What do you do for your personal time with God? Yeah, so I, I'm a little bit the same. My wife and I, for years and years, have uh, every evening uh, have read the Bible together. Last thing we do uh, before we turn out the lights is we uh, we read, uh, you know, a chapter or two of the Bible. We're working this this year. We're working our way through the Bible chapter by chapter. So we started in Genesis, and you know, we're just about through the Psalms now, and uh, then we pray together. So, you know, rather than having the last thing we do at night, you know, watch TV or something, we just we make sure we end the, the day with God. And then I've taken uh, to about once a month or so, I'll take a spiritual retreat day where I just take my Bible and a journal, and I just go out into nature, and I just say, okay, God, I need you to speak to me today, you know, about anything you want. Like, I never go with an agenda. It's just, you know, what do you want to speak to me about today? And so, you know, at different times he's spoken to me about my relationships or spoken to me about my, my career or my work or just maybe something in my own life that, you know, he needs personally to, to speak to me about. I just find that to be so uh, fulfilling and so rewarding. And, um, you know, it's easy as a pastor to think that, well, I spend my whole day uh, doing spiritual things. And so why should I take time to do something spiritually for myself? But, you know, ministry can be quite a grind too. And if you're, and if you don't, take that personal time, you know, every morning to start with God's Word. And throughout the day, you know, prayer is just an active part of my day, whether I'm driving, you know, you don't have to close your eyes and kneel down to pray. You can be driving through traffic and just, you know, talking to God. So it's just uh, just remembering to put those spiritual practices into place every day is, is uh, so important and necessary in our world. And tell us a bit about social media. You guys have, uh, you know, launched your Facebook page recently. You're getting a lot of good feedback, interacting with your fans already? Amazing! I, I think it's an amazing um, ability for us, you know, as, as a new as a new um, entity to to actually already start reaching people, you know, and getting feedback. And so it's um, it's been amazing. It can be overwhelming as well because you know you kind of you can get caught up in it, and you know, at this stage too, where our followers are manageable, um, you know, we can interact with them personally as well, which is which is nice. But it's um, you know, you do. It's, it's different from when I started as human nature too, as as a kind of a as an artist. It does feel like you need to be doing something every day, otherwise it doesn't. It's not. It's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's this weird 
com- um, compulsion to be constantly doing something. Um, whereas, you know, in the, back in the 90s when we released as an act, we'd bring out an album and tour and that was kind of it. But now you feel like you've got to be, you've got to be doing something every day to, because, you know, um, social media is so disposable that what happened today is not going to be around tomorrow. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's a kind of a blessing and a curse, I, I find. Yeah, and I think that, you know, one of the great things about having uh, be manageable at the moment is that we do get to hear these really cool stories from people from time to time about how a certain song or how the album has affected their lives. And, you know, just one really quick one that I think about is this woman who said, I've never, I've never been able to share my faith with my family before, but through this album, uh, because they know Andrew from human nature, I've been able to, you know, it's brought some legitimacy to my faith. And so I've been able to, as we've listened to the album together, to be able to talk to them about why I believe what I believe. And that, you know, stories like that, are, it makes it all worthwhile what we're doing. That is so cool. And uh, is there any chance you're going to get, you know, the whole band, Human Nature, to, you know, do a backup song, you know, do some harmonies with you guys? What do you think? <laughs> well, <I'll>... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Mike actually sings on God of Grace with us. And I, I, I did toy with the idea about having the guys sing on, on the record, but I, I felt it was important for it to stand alone as... As finding faith, you know, I didn't want it to be an offshoot of human nature because, I, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for the guys in their faith journey. I, you know, it's, it's my journey and and it's also Tim. So I didn't want to just, and I didn't want it to seem gratuitous that it was a marketing thing either. That oh, and featuring human nature, you know, I kind of felt that that was not the right message to put out there and not what God wanted me to do. And um, but I think you know, if we're blessed enough to be making more records, I. That would be amazing, sort of a second record in or third record to feature the guys, because as a group we've we've sung some great inspirational gospel music, um, and you know, and there's there's not many better harmony singers in the world than the, the other three guys. Yeah. So uh, I think it would be amazing to do something together. And but you know, right now I just felt it was important that people see the the, the truth of what Tim and I are doing and and putting out there, and just to stand on our own feet. Yeah, well, it's wonderful to hear about your new project. Have you got any announcements about upcoming tours or you're going to be touring Australia or America? you got any, any plans for that yet? We're just kind of uh, waiting to see where God takes this and, and what happens next. Uh, we release in the United States through Provident Records uh, in August. And, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens as, as we continue to kind of let God guide this. Wonderful. Well, we're so excited that uh, God has raised you both up for such a time as this. You've got a, a great platform, and let's pray that uh, many people will be impacted by your music and your message. Uh, thanks for uh, sharing with us today. I reckon you guys are History Makers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. 
Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.